Welcome to My Messy Lessons, the podcast. I hope this show will encourage you to know and love yourself more, inspire you to look at things differently, or maybe just say, oh, thank God, I thought I was the only one. As you join me in my journey through life, please don't take it as the truth. I might disagree with myself 10 episodes from now, so use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. This is number two of my month of interviews. And I get to interview one of my best friends, Gwen, today. Gwen and I have been friends for 15-ish years. Yeah. Gwen was among the first of my roommates. Yep. And miraculously, we survived living together (laughs) enough to still be friends. (laughs) Also, I would like to mention that in the background, you will probably hear some hammering and that is because Gwen's husband and my soon-to-be husband are downstairs in the basement hammering up some curtains because our friend is coming in tomorrow from Australia for the wedding. Yay! That's very exciting. Okay, so I wanted to ask you to tell me about one of the most important lessons in your life. If I go by the first thing that comes into my head, it is what I have tattooed on my side. Mm -hmm. Faith over fear. Because you know me. I lived in fear a lot. Like, everything has been fearful for me. Yeah. And I, moving to Colorado was my first, like, learn lesson in learning how to let my faith in life take care of itself and, like, faith in a step to overcome my fear. I think making that big change taught me a lot of stuff. And I don't think if I let my fear take over, I wouldn't have ever moved there. And I think that I would have been the same cycle I was in. Mm -hmm. Because I was in a bad cycle here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't recognize it till I left, but I would never have left if I never had like had enough faith, like I had faith in God, but I had faith in me, I had faith in a lot of things mm-hmm. to help me take that step. Yeah. So. And was it faith that everything was going to work out fine, or everything was going to work out the way you wanted it to work out, or? Uh, I think more faith that everything was going to work out the way it was supposed to be. Not necessarily that it was going to be good. Right. Because sometimes bad things happen to us so that we can get to where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was anything, like, I didn't think everything was going to be perfect or anything like that. I just thought, I think initially when I moved to Colorado, it was like, okay, if I can have enough faith and courage to move there just for six months, then I can at least learn to overcome my fear. Because how many times did I say before that, like, I can't change my life? Mm -hmm. I used to say that to you and Merlin all, all the time when you guys were, just change it. And I was like, how? Like, I can't change it. I have nothing to change. But I was so scared to try anything other than what was in my normal, my normal little bubble. Right. Which I think is the case with a lot of people. Yeah. I really, I really love that idea, actually. It's almost like a faith in action. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I have faith that if I do something, 
something new will happen. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like I used to say to Scotty before we got married, because he was scared to get married, you know? And he's like, well, he's like, I'm just like, what happens if it doesn't work out? I was like, well, you just have to have faith, like faith in me and faith in our relationship and faith in yourself and just have faith that if we take this step, we will be able to do the next step. Right. And that kind of helped him through it. And now we're married and we've been married for, well, coming up to a year. So I think that's a, cause like, I know like, I mean, Scotty doesn't necessarily believe in God per se, but he has faith. Like I've learned a lot. That's something I've learned in all of this change in my life too, that faith doesn't have to be in one thing. Yeah. You, you You don't, faith is not just a faith in God. No, No, that's the way we were raised. We were raised that way. Yeah. That word faith was associated always with God. God. Yeah. And something outside of yourself. Yeah. But you can have faith in yourself. You can have faith in another person. Yeah. And so like action yeah like faith over fear to me isn't just faith in god to overcome fear it's fear holds us back from action fear holds us back from a lot of things yeah fear is paralyzing totally completely yeah and so if i have faith in me and faith in the step that i'm taking whether it's meant meant whether it's a good step or not yeah if i have faith in that step in that moment then i'll overcome the fear and then they'll help me get further. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard you explain that That's, lesson that way yeah. before. I think a lot of people think when I, that when I put faith over fear, they think that I'm thinking faith in God mm-hmm. conquers fear, but right. there's so much more to it. Right. Because, and now every time I like think of anything that might hold me back for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, well you've done this. You've got this far. You can do it again. Wasn't it amazing how when you take action towards something, I don't know, we're so afraid of things. Mm-hmm. We really are. And like, but when you take action towards it, it's it like, dissipates the fear. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. It's like, it's like there's this big monster in front of you, a big fear monster. And then you step into it. You're like, okay, I'm going to just like walk through the fear monster and you like take a step and there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Yeah. Fear is all in our mind. And like, I don't know if it's like been my life mission. It kind of feels that way. Cause you know, Scotty's very, mm-hmm. hopefully you don't listen to this. <laughs> um, well, a lot of us are, right? I think we all are. Mm-hmm. And I think I still am. Yeah. There's a, like, I mean, I'm too scared to tell my parents I have a tattoo. Right. Two of them, in fact. Three to starting tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm scared of my parents. Sure. I'm scared of rejection. Yeah. That is my biggest fear right now. And that is, like, my... I think that's my next hurdle to get over is mm-hmm. my rejection of my family. And I think that's I'm, a big one. It's huge. Yeah. And Scotty's helping me. But it's something I have to do. Yeah. And, like, it is. you know, we used to go... You sent me to Marnie. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge part of it, too. I don't think that if I hadn't gone to her, I did what, seven sessions with her or something. And I think that was the start to repattern my brain on how I see myself. Mm -hmm. I was raised with a lot of fear. Like, you know that my mom's full of fear. Yeah. yeah. Everything is fear. And I think I got trained. My brain got trained that way to be scared of everything. Yeah. And not scared in the way like, 
living in the States, it's a culture of fear as well, mm. I've noticed. And that's how the media kind of keeps people in control. Yes, absolutely. So it's not that type of fear. It was a different type of fear. An internal fear. Yeah. An, in, an internal a fear of rejection, for mm. sure. And I think that's where my fear of my parents and my family come from. Yes. But it was like when my sister wanted to leave her husband. And my mom called me and was like crying about it because Sarah wanted to come and stay with her. And she said, well, I can't have her stay with me because people are going to talk about how I'm letting someone divorce in my family and blah, blah, blah. And I like, that was just fear of what people thought of her. Yeah. And I said to her, well, mom, people are going to talk to you either way, about you either way. They're either going to talk to you about, talk about you in the sense that you're rejecting your daughter and not letting her stay with you. Or they're going to talk about you in the sense that you're supporting her divorce. Right. <laughs> but either way, get over it. Of course. Support your daughter. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And that fear just went away and she supported Sarah. And Sarah never had a divorce anyway, so. But it's true. I was talking to Marge about that in our interview about like, no matter what you do, people are going to criticize you. They are. You know, if you do plan A, people are going to criticize you. If you do plan B, people, other, the opposite people are going to yep. criticize you. And so just, you can't you. win. Like you can't please everybody. There's no way. So yep. you just have to be you and yep. do what you want to do. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm trying to learn with the whole like fear of my family mm -hmm. is to be me and be okay with being me and not being scared to be me. Don't... Yeah. I think though, because I obviously, as you know, also feel that fear of rejection, my family's rejection, yep. but it makes sense why we have such a strong fear of rejection. A, we were both taught to care what people think growing mm -hmm. up. Yep. And that we are responsible for other people. Yep. But more than that, I think, I don't know. I think basically every human being has to face rejection of their family or fear of rejection from mm -hmm. their family at some point. Oh uh, yeah, life. they because have to. when we grow up, acceptance is vital to our survival. Mm -hmm. Literally. Yeah. Isn't that on like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs? needs? Maybe. I think it may be one of the bottom ones. Like, like connection and belonging. Yes. Is. Yeah. And, and acceptance is part of that. Right. So like, if you don't belong to a family, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. Like as a two year old, you can't make it by yourself in the world. Yeah. Like we, we need to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And so we do, we adopt the behaviors of the people we see around us. We mm -hmm. adopt all those kind of things so that we are accepted so that they're like, Oh look, Gwen is like us. And then, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it makes them more comfortable too. Like if yes. we are like them, they're comfortable for sure. And so it's a kind of like having to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like you told me that. Yes. That's a very huge skill to develop. It's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> it's, and I mean, we're not, our society doesn't want us to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. everything's made for us to be comfortable in our surroundings, yeah. comfortable with everything. Like even if you get anxiety from making ch change, there's meds for that, yeah. you know, which yeah. I'm on, but. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, true. Um, this actually just occurred to me while we were talking right now, but maybe part of letting go of that fear of rejection is realizing that in a way we don't need our family anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need them to survive. Mm 
Yeah. For sure. Like, we can take care of ourselves. Yeah. Because we're adults. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I don't know, I was just thinking when my parents were here, like, about, like, okay, so my, with my relationship with Neil, I can't get all my needs met with Neil. Mm-hmm. Neil cannot meet all my needs yeah. of relationship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he can't. You know, that's why I have you girls mm-hmm. and why I have family and why, yeah. you know, to meet all of my needs together. Yeah. And so my family, like my parents cannot meet all my parental needs. Mm-hmm. They meet some of them. Yeah. But also my next door neighbor, Arlene, meets some of them. Yeah. You know, she's amazing. Yeah. And she's about the age of my, you know, my parents. Neil's parents. Mm-hmm. meet some of my needs for parent, my parental yeah. needs or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so just like we find in a relationship, we find our needs met elsewhere with our family. We can get our needs met elsewhere too. Mm-hmm. So that we know, Oh, I'm not as dependent on them. Yeah. And I think that helps our fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind yeah. of a theory. I just, it's kind of like it takes a village to, or what is it? Takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. But it kind of takes a village for your, like, your own little, so, like, your little group is kind of like a village. It is. You got your family, you got your friends, you got your husband, you got your children, yeah. and you got everybody around you. Yeah. And everybody has that, well, hopefully, everybody has a circle like that. Yes. But, yeah. And if you don't, it's, like, it's so important to create that. To like, create as it. an adult, you get to choose yeah. who's, who's in your you circle. Take yeah. And yeah, it takes effort. Like relationships take effort. All of them do. Yep. But I don't know what I would do without my circle. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I would die. Yeah. <laughs> I I think like, you know, talking about like how you get those other people around you. So then you don't, you might not have that fear of rejection as much. Mm-hmm. I know for me, like moving to Colorado is a huge thing yes. because I got away from my family Yeah. yeah. because I can... And maybe I'm wrong, but I can almost guarantee you my family would love, my mom especially, would love to be living in Calgary, single yes. and overweight. Yes. Because then I'm in her comfort zone. Yeah. And I'm I'm in my normal down there, yeah. but they're not around to see me all the time, so they don't know my normal. Yeah. But it helps me not to have to worry about rejection as much because I'm further away. Yeah. But oh yeah, they would love it if I lived in Calgary, overweight and single. And the same with my not funny, but everybody has their own comfort zone. They don't want people outside of their comfort zone. And I think maybe me learning to step out of my comfort zone more often has made me more comfortable with people being in their comfort zone, which might not be my comfort zone. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause like, I'm okay with, I'm okay with people not being the same as me. Maybe because you realize there's more out there other than your comfort zone yeah because you've stepped outside of it outside of it and i've seen other perspectives and it's okay to see other perspectives we were taught it wasn't yeah like it's interesting the more i'm seeing other perspectives the more i'm realizing like when you don't look at other perspectives then you don't grow absolutely it's interesting but if you go back to like my core lesson of faith over fear was that one step that changed my whole life Everything about it. It's almost like, if I can do this, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can just have faith and break through fear this once, yep. then I can do it over and over yep. and over again. Yep. And you can always look back at that decision and say, well, I was terrified. 
of that decision. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I did it. And mm-hmm. so I'm terrified now. But I can do but it. But I can do this. Yep. My smallest thing I did, I've always been scared to um, drive a quad. Really? And I did it on Tuesday, Monday. Oh, I drove a quad. I was so cool. excited. <laughs> I'm like, it's a small thing, but I was like so terrified. And Scotty was like, I'll just sit on the quad with you. Like, you're not alone. Yeah. And he like helped me and I learned how to drive a quad. That's so exciting. So very excited about it. That's awesome. Because I just finished telling my sister like earlier that day, well, I have just decided not to let fear live, ruin my life. Like, I don't want to be scared anymore. And then he, Scotty was like, you want to drive the quad? I'm like, no, no, it's too scary. I'm like, oh, wait a second, I can't. I have to. I have to. <laughs> and I, you know, I, when I look back at it, I learned that lesson in nursing school, but I never applied it to my personal life. I always applied it to my professional life. Right. Because my very first time as a second year nursing student, I had to take staples out and I was scared. And everybody, like, nobody was volunteering. And my instructor said, like, when you can do it. I'm like, no, I'm too scared. He's like, when you have to get over the fear sometime. So I did it. And I was, like, so relieved. And so that's kind of how I approached my nursing career, you know? Like, when I'm scared of something, it means I need to work on it. That it's okay. Like, normally my fear indicates I need to go in that direction kind of thing. Yeah. But I had never applied it to my personal life. Until Colorado. How do you determine when it's kind of a legit fear like something that you need to pay attention to it's like a gut feeling because i can i really honestly can tell the difference between my brain getting in my way and my gut feeling and i maybe it's my intuition but i've always trusted my intuition in something and maybe that's where my intuition is telling me go for it and my brain saying no you might fail Maybe that's the difference versus my intuition saying, like, you need to stop. Like, don't go there. What if your fear is in your heart? For me, my intuition and my heart are very close. My intuition comes from my heart. Not your gut. Well, I feel it in my gut. Like, I feel my intuition in my stomach. Or, like, even with my patients. Like, if I'm just, like, something's not right with my the baby, that's where I feel it. That's crazy. Um, so do you think there's anything else on that subject of faith over fear that you haven't said that you want to say? I don't know. I'm just really glad I did it. I'm really glad I had the courage to do it. Me too. You're a very different person since you yeah. made that decision and went to Colorado. I'm happier. Way happier. Way happier and freer. Yeah. You're you. I am. I'm me. A lot, a lot of people discouraged you from moving down there. Oh, everybody yeah. did. Yeah. The only people who didn't was you, Alyssa, and Carlene. Yeah. Everybody else discouraged me to go from going there. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I had to do it. Like, I had to do it for me. Yeah. I had to prove that I could do it. Yeah. I didn't go down there set out to meet an American boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, I literally was going to go down there for six months and come home. But it was just, it was the best move of my life. Best decision I ever made. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. I love you a lot. I love you too. This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to My Messy Lessons. If you'd like to continue this discussion, visit my Facebook group called My Messy Lessons, The Community, 
and ask to be accepted into it. I would love to hear about your experiences or questions on these subjects. If you like this podcast and want to get each episode as it comes out, remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Floor Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful. <laughs>